Almost used the wrong um, mic. Welcome back to the Howlers Podcast. I'm a solo dolo right now. Connor's taking his sweet time, but that's all right. It is Manchester United, Chelsea at Old Trafford. A game that I think every United fan is dreading just because of the form that we're in currently. Personally, um, yeah, I mean, Arsenal was a, was a tough result. Liverpool is an embarrassment, uh, but I mean, a day to show and fight for the remainder of the season. We shall see, but a lot of news circulating in the football world at the moment too around United and the future of some some management level uh, management level heads. Ralph Ragnick supposedly will be taking up the Austrian management position in the next twenty four to forty eight hours, according to Sky Sports. Kind of crazy, right? That would be crazy. It <laughs> would be crazy because he's like, he gets in and it's like, all right, he's going to stay. He's going to take over a management role. And then it's like, oh, this guy's seen how bad it is. And he's like, oh, shit, he's heading for the door. It makes, it, it makes United look so much worse because yeah. he's only been there six months. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I think that that would be the worry. So, um, And it personally for me, I would love to see Ragnick stay just because of the mentality I talked about in the last episode. But the mentality that... Ragnick has is very similar to Tin Hag in terms of physicality and the players um, being de- being demanded to play a certain way. I think they share very similar qualities in that aspect, and he also has the experience of managing um, managing at a high level, also as well as um, you know building a club from a consultancy level in a number of different places like Leipzig uh, in Germany and a number of uh, other clubs. But we'll see what happens. I guess I'm. Or was it? Le- it's it's not. It wasn't Leipzig. It was. Was it Salzburg? I think it was uh, Salzburg. Too German close. <laughs> no, Salzburg is Austrian. Or but, Austrian. Oh yeah, because he's going to go manage the national team. <laughs> but no, for me, I would have loved to see Ragnick stay. Supposedly, there's a duality situation on the rise with the consultancy role and the Austrian job. But I don't know. I feel like I'd want him 100 percent all in for for management of for for consultancy of United rather than yeah, trying to juggle two different things. But there's kind of enough going on there where it's like, dude, you got to you got to commit like one of the biggest clubs in the world. Like it's in shambles for you to have interests lying elsewhere in the world of football. It seems as though it would cause a bit of a complication and like managing is a lot to begin with. So, and I mean, if he, if he goes into a managerial role, that kind of consumes you a lot. There's a world cup coming up. Like there, there's always competitions and to bounce back between roles. I mean, maybe he's capable. He's obviously very accomplished individual. It's just crazy to, think how he would actually what is it Matthew McConaughey always says or his dad always said don't have assets so yeah exactly you're either all in or you're not and it's not worth being in it if you're not going to give what you're doing a hundred percent so yeah and I think your uh Thursday motivation folks <laughs> and people people downplay yeah thank you Matthew McConaughey people downplay management rule like international management rules because even though it's only a certain times out of the year and a handful of times out of the year it's still something you have to be on board with week in, week out. Like Gareth Southgate, as an example, definitely isn't just like sitting on his ass doing nothing for England. Like he's 
preparing scouting. His life is like preparing England for major tournaments, even international friendlies, and just having a well put together England national team. Ralph Ratnick would have to do the same with Austria, and maybe it's not as demand. It's definitely not as demanding as England. I would say, just with all due respect, but I think. Like Connor said, you gotta you gotta put a hundred percent into something that you're doing, and it's just a sheer fact. Like if you take a management role in international football, it's not like you're then thinking it immediately takes you out of the managerial pool for club football. So it's like to think that those like or the di- director or whatever role that he's going to be moving into um, on the board for United doesn't require as much as just being or having dual manager roles, I, I find that hard to believe. Like, yeah, if you're doing 100%. one, you're doing one. Um, so I guess we'll see in the next 48 hours what is to come of the situation itself. But yeah. fingers crossed it's uh, in my in my favor and United's favor. Nah. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. We are. It's never uh, that way. We're still getting set up a little bit. I'm going to be what are you doing? cruising through some stuff. I got to the... update the bio here. Oh, it makes sense. I'm putting up a tweet right now. Oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd be dope. Well, but yes, I, IG uh, story, too, would be good. This game itself right now, a lot of injuries for United. Harry Maguire is out most likely. There's there's doubts that he'll be able to come back for the remainder of the season. Uh, we have Matic out, I believe. Or oh, no, that's a blessing. No, I think, um, sorry. Luke Shaw's out. Cavani's out. Maguire's out. And I think there's another player who also is unavailable, but... I mean, still a capable side with the likes of Ronaldo, Alonso, Rashford, Bruno, um, just, you know, the big names out there. No Paul Pugba. We've talked about it on the last episode. Done for the remainder of the season and supposedly done with United completely. But that's just all speculation. Oh, geez, it's already six minutes in. I mean, Chelsea's been dominating to this point. What does Chelsea have for their lineup? It looks like Kai's up top. Lukaku's just... A continuous no go. Um, Timo's in. It's good to see him get in time. I mean, I think he's really earned it. Uh, obviously, his work rate is it's never getting doubt. him there. It's never doubted. Um, it's definitely not like his end product or necessarily quality that's making him a must choose for Tuchel, but certainly his work rate, his sheer physical ability, pace in behind. It's just it fits Tuchel football. Um, Reese James is back. That's a that's a good sight for Chelsea fans. I want to say I saw Jorginho in the middle. Yep, he's Jorginho there. Coming off that missed pen. Yep. Um, he's had a. I mean, Jorginho has had a very very quiet season. He has been kind of a non-factor for Chelsea coming off the highs of last season. The Ballon d'Or shouts. Um, so yep. that and then Conte's there. Rudiger's still playing. Must play, frankly. Alonzo, <clears throat> I don't know who the center back pairing is. Guessing it's, Christensen. Uh, Espilicueta. It is Espilicueta. And Rudiger. So. Got it. Uh, Tiago Silva's in there as well. Oh, okay. So. They play in a three back. It's, yeah. As they always do. We usually do. Uh, but yeah, Sancho is <clears throat> also out today for United. I believe he has tonsillitis. Ralph Radnick mentioned that in the post, um, in the presser. But um, yeah, I think both, I think this is a very even matched upside. Chelsea are the better team better informed team and they're I mean now they're on the front foot this entire first eight minutes so hoping United are able to string something it's going to be very reliant on pace up uh, up front with Rashford and Alanga hopefully Bruno can uh, you know not 
have a shit performance today. Yeah, he's been horrible. <laughs> and it, I don't know, his reaction to a lot of stuff and just how he carries himself, I think it makes him less and less likely to earn the armband. That's one thing that Ralph did suggest. Um, he was talking about it. And he was speaking in regards to United a lot. If you look at Fabrizio's page, there's a lot of comments that have been released just very recently within the last 24 hours about how Ragnick thinks things should go moving forward. Um, he mentioned the players voting for the captain next yeah, season. I think vote it, for the captain armband. I think who's who's your prediction? I'll, I want to hear your prediction first, and then and then I'll, I'll say mine. But I don't. Oh, that's like really difficult. Um, I I would say I don't know I don't know who's gonna be there next season. That's like the hardest thing. I don't know the contracts situations for a lot of these players. I honestly I don't feel comfortable giving De Gea maybe. Like I don't know. We've talked about that also previously. It's just the fact that usually goalkeepers don't wear armbands. But I really don't see anyone else in the side. I don't think Bruno's deserving of it anymore. I I think. Um, the kickoff guys were talking about it, how he kind of like, yes, he puts effort in, he puts on a face that he cares and he kind of whines and be like, come on, this isn't good enough. But him like pressing and those bursts of energy, it's kind of like he just runs around aimlessly. He, he's showing that he's putting in an effort and acting like he cares, but I don't know if that, and, and just for a leadership shake, like other teams hate, Bruno like I feel like how he behaves like they respect him as a player they know he's talented but from like if you're looking to someone on the pitch to like calm things down or just keep the peace between two sides despite it being a heated rivalry I mean De De Gea is best at that I don't know Luke Shaw maybe I I think I think if you're looking at pure personality I think Scott McTominay could get the captain Norman but I don't know if he'll play week in, week out next season. That's the problem. So I think... If that were the case, you could never shit on Jordan Henderson ever again. Well, that's where that's where it stemmed from. I, yeah. I shit on Jordan Henderson for fun. I think he is a good leader. He is high level, high intensity, gets the best out of the players. And I mean, him. I think his quality lately has been also very good. Like, it took forever for yeah. him to get there. But um, So I think right now, if I had to pick a player who, yes, McTominay is questionable on the ball, questionable in decision-making in defense, but... If you look at his post-match conferences, if you look at, I mean, when he's playing, he's always, he always seems to be yelling at his teammates. He always seems to be on the front foot trying to, you know, keep high energy, keep the team in that state of mind. He's also a, you know, academy player. He knows the club inside out. I think he's, if he's going to play next season, if he's going to be something, ten, someone Ten Hag looks at to play regularly, then you can give him the armband just based off his personality. So, but other than that, I think I think Bruno is the only other player. De Gea would be, but he's also a goalkeeper, and they usually don't give it to goalkeepers because they're their own camp. They're their own, they're another captain in their own right. So, yeah, I think Scott McTominay is my only selection at this moment. If I had to be that's fairly honest, it's, which is it's really no like it could stir choice. the pot, but I mean, just because he lacking like lacks, he lacks quality, so, yeah, he lacks, lacks so, so much quality, so. Also, like, I don't know. He could be a player that goes, to be honest. No, I don't think he goes. Rashford on the front foot. That's good to see Rashi starting. I mean, he doesn't play well. I don't... Who? Rashford. Oh, no. It's good to see him starting. I just just like like him personally. I like him personally, too. I think he's a great person. He's just footballing. Football lately has been questionable. You know what? It's fine. The entire team's form has been questionable, so... It's It's nothing new. 
Something we haven't seen. What are you doing? I'm just going to take note of topics that I wanted to cover. Of course, a little late. Does this, that. Does this as, as we're recording? Well, if I see anything pop up on Twitter, I'll just discuss there. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Ronaldo goes Ronaldo. for the overhead. Could Pick. Ronaldo be the captain if he stays next season? No, he's never usually captain. No, because that, again, would be like pro- prolonging the inevitable. Like it's just the fact that he's not a long-term solution and he's going to be gone. There's no way. I don't, there's no way he stays no, he's another a, season think, after. Yeah, no, I think it's next um, season and that's it. So there is loads of news around the football world today. Obviously the whole Mino. Yes. We literally was. were just talking about him on Tuesday due to the whole Pogba situation. Obviously has a long, a laundry list of players of quality that he, um, acts as an agent for, but today falsely reported deceased or dead. Like, and I mean, not, yeah. that news came out, it blew up like crazy. And some of the biggest pages, football specific pages, were posting about it, journalists. And it's unfortunate. It's, I mean, it's also on us for, for putting yeah. it up, but. I mean, it's kind of when, when the whole, when everyone's saying it and then. Yeah, I mean, obviously being. That this isn't our full-time gig and we're not in the area to report news. We kind of have to rely on other news outlets, which we we do know generally. Like if we see something from BE Warmers, like it's like, oh, that's probably more of a clickbait or like they're trying to rope you in. Might not fake news phrased in a certain yeah. or true news fi- like f- clickbait phrased in a way to be like, oh, it's an interesting way to think about it or oh, is that really happening? Um, but like all the pages we saw news that we usually trust and um it just so we followed suit yes we should be doing our triple checking but um then luckily the voice of reason Fabrizio as always um and then Mino also I have no idea he's in critical condition and he's tweeting on his phone no I mean I mean in the tweet it said he was resuscitated so there Maybe there is a possibility that he did indeed die and then he was brought back to life. I don't I don't know what his situation is, but he he's definitely very ill. Um, we wish the best for him. And I mean, this we is, do hope, yeah. It's I mean, terrible. The football world is far more entertaining and just better with him around. So um, hopefully he gets well and recovers fully after like some really difficult stuff I would imagine he's going through. Yeah. But um, yeah, hopefully we, our prayers and wishes are... Our bests are with them right now, so um, yeah, tough times for for Mino. Hopefully, he can uh, hopefully it's good news soon. We have one kid that wants us to show him the game. Uh, we can't afford those uh, television <laughs> rights. Yeah, I don't want to get, get sued by USA. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. say we wish that was an option <laughs> imagine we just turn the camera around yeah would well then they'd i don't know the link would be all over twitter and be like oh showing the game here yeah no, i mean people do it all the time it's but better than the freaking youtube links that are like oh uh chelsea versus manchester united live and then you click on it and it's a fifa game even with highlights they do it and you're just like oh my god this yeah is they'll, they'll put wall. up like it's like two and the shit looks so real that like in the little um 
thumbnail, you can't you can't even tell that it's fake because FIFA looks so legit now. Um, and yeah, I've clicked on my fair share of those. There's just I do that with like was, boxing fights. I'll go on Twitter and I'll be like Fury White, um, and then it's like the most random website. Then I get sketched out because my phone's <laughs> like your phone's has been hacked or like there's a virus and I'm just terrified. Yeah. There's a couple other matches going on right now. Lester's playing. Scooch over a little bit. Yep. Get no arm room. I got long arms. I also got this over here. Um but yeah, Lester just kicked off. I mean West Ham you keep saying Lester. Le- Lester is live right now. They're in the Europa Conference League? Yeah, they're playing Roma. What that's about what West Ham? Said. That's what Twitter says. What about West Ham? I thought it was West Ham. I, I'm, I forget that that's a competition still, so that's my bad. Leicester versus Roma. No, that makes Europa sense. Conference League. Yeah, no, I, I forgot that Kicked that was off a, at 3 p.m. It's also kind of crazy that, like, that's a decent matchup. Leicester, Roma. Oh, no, that's a, I mean, that's you those got are two. Tammy top, playing, two like, that, that's, that's going to be intense. It's nil-nil right now. It's only two minutes in. I don't know if West Ham play. I think they play this Thursday. I swear I saw Europa League. Of course, Europa League versus Europa Conference League easily uh, mistaken. I thought, I mean, West Ham are in the semifinals. So, yeah, they definitely are. Um, first leg, I don't have... Damn, what's good with our... We're lagging a little bit. Are we? Must be the Wi-Fi. If I shot, I don't know what time they kick off. I don't know. Beats me. I can't find it. I guess Google would be the other option. You now know how we get all of our. We're still lagging. No, it's just coming and going a little bit. Um, Oh, panning to the fans. You uh, strolling in late? What's going on? Can you believe that we were here? No, I really can't. We're sitting right there, right next to where Reese James is standing for any of you watching the game. Not a good sign. Rasher's flat on his back. Looks like he caught one in the jaw. Oh, that's good. I thought he was just, like, down injured. Um, United really can't afford to lose another player. This one I'll excitedly introduce. Jurgen Klopp has signed a two-year contract extension and his coaching staff, as expected, is joining him for those two years as you well. You act like that's not a thing that happens. Dude, you, Pe- Pep Linders is a good enough... Liverpool don't... You, you I, I'm not have, acting like that. A, that's like, a thing. That's something that Jurgen Klopp stated in his... Congratulations. You're, but like Pep Linders could go and manage another team. Yeah, but he's not. He could take the fucking United job. You know, he's good enough to. You literally are always looking to like stand out and have Liverpool stand out. In that, in he's that, that good. So I ridiculous. rate him that highly. And I think he's that key to our success when like, a manager stays his whole staff stays for the most part and then if the, for the most part if, thank if, you if, you you answered if, my if, argument no, for me Pep, no if pep linders is leaving announce that don't announce pep linders is staying congratulations he's staying he's i said i literally said i didn't no. breaking news jurgen and his coach i said as expected his coaching staff will join him for the remainder yeah. of those two years you, have to announce you don't that. know the status of his yeah. or the life like no, what's going on fan, in Liverpool the, fans trying to stand out and they got to be like oh you just we're, have, we're, we're the only club that you has just have the biggest chip on your shoulder because you have to watch this fucking <laughs> yeah, team play every week you know how many coach you know how many members of staff that have come through United <laughs> yeah and I'm sure there was a handful of coaches that didn't stick around when the manager signed an extension 
Yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, no one thank you. No one announced that. No one gave a fuck besides Darren Fletcher or Michael Carrick. Oh, so it has been announced. Odd. Well, Michael Carrick took over, and then he left after yeah. that. But he managed the club for like a game, and he beat Chelsea. I think he he beat Chelsea. Oh, sweet, Chelsea. dude. Good yeah. job. Look where it got you. Michael Carrick should have, should have signed him. Where's yeah, Tim we, we should have signed him. I'm still figuring out this Europa League thing. Oh, yeah, they are live. West Ham is down 1-0, six minutes in. And they're playing... Frankfurt, Frankfurt, yeah. Eintracht, Eintracht. What's going on with the fans? They're showing a lot of like fans just strolling in. I don't know. That dude couldn't stand up. <laughs> he dropped his phone, I think. Uh, and then life six nil nil the Rangers. I think that's at the Ibrox. So that that's going to be an exciting game. That atmosphere is probably intense right now. I'll keep this up. I'll also keep this up. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um. It is. Did you see that debate that Sport Bible put up no. on Instagram? I have not. It was with Rory from the kickoff, and it was uh, the the Liverpool kid or man. He's a what Liverpool lad who said the Saudi Amane thing. Like I saw none that, of this. But do you know that who I'm talking about? The one who's famous for. His, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had a they have they like I think had, it, I did think they have a debate? Yeah, they had a debate. They do this like thing on Sport Bible where they have a mediator or. Not usually media, but they have two. Is it like the change my mind thing and they think, sit at like a restaurant table or yeah, something like exactly. that? Yeah, exactly. So they were debating. Um, <sighs> they were combining Chelsea and Liverpool squad or like who would you pick from the starting 11? And one oh, yes. one player that was interesting was that was debated was, and it was agreed upon, was Conte versus Fabinho. Who would you take? Is it right now or is it in their prime? Cause like, I guess right now. Yeah. I mean, I think Fab is the best in his position in the world right now. What was the what's your verdict? I don't I don't I don't think Conte does as much as Fabinho does. Conte right la- now. I mean I think Conte last I, season, yeah. I think it's just due to his fitness. Like even last season he Conte was like he was horrible all- in the Premier League, but for not like so freaking good in the um Champions League obviously. I wouldn't say and it was th- horrible. I would no, say it was No, but like yeah. he he didn't even play a lot of the Premier League season no, and didn't. they literally just saved him. To play in the Champions yeah. League, and it was like, as as we talked about covering a lot of Premier League games, like when we would talk on the weekend about Chelsea or midweek, like it was never about Conte, but like you would watch his Champions League performances, and you couldn't not talk about. Him. He was he in the was, Ballon d'Or conversation just because of the fact he played so well in the Champions League, and then they yeah, won he won like three man of the match or something like on their road to the final. So, um, I mean, he still got it in him, but just his. I don't know. His body's fading a little bit on him, and it's because he's such a workhorse. Like he, yeah, he's, he he's puts his body through so much. Um, even even in today's game, I, I if I had money too, I would certainly put down some sort of <laughs> wager saying that if there's one person that's going to cover the most ground in this match, I would. It's going to be Conte. So. I, I guess I right now I would say Fabinho, but I think in the grand scheme of things, as as careers go and players in their position, I think Conte is the better player overall. That's just me, but um, yeah, I, I, it's it's also like two different stages. Um, if I think if uh, I think I think if you give Fabinho time, he's still, despite him looking like a bit aged and older. Um, I don't know what's with CDMs and sixes that are just have really bald heads and haircuts that are just phenomenal at football but yeah. if you give yeah, Fabinho some time they're, they're just phenomenal yeah. like yeah. if Fabinho can keep on pace oh, for yeah, what yeah. he's been doing yeah. these last 
three seasons, I would say, through the Klopp reign all the way until I think it's 2026. Yeah, 2026 now. Uh, if, if he can do that, then I mean, it's probably going to be, I don't know. I mean, those players aren't highly debated much at all, but it could definitely be an exciting debate to have. But Conte's also got the trophies. Phenomenal in um, the... World Cup side. If Brazil can make a run of sorts, Fabinho should be starting. I, it, it still baffles me to the fact that sometimes Fred plays in the midfield over Fabinho, despite what position it is. Like even if Fred's playing an eight, like Fabinho could play an eight far better than Fred could. So yeah. hopefully Brazil gets that right because um, I think it would help them enormously having a steady ball winner for a team that doesn't have that has players that don't always like to track back with the fullest effort. So um, it could be huge for them, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. That's definitely a fun conversation. We should do that. We should set up one person on one end, put like a sandwich in between us or something. And uh, just have some of the most control controversial debates. We'll have a beer. We'll have some, as you can see, <coughs> I, I couldn't debate with you though. That might just be a no go. No, we'll debate. You know, I'm not going to, we're not going to be ridiculous. I think I'd actually, I'd, I'd concede and you would concede too at some of my picks. There'd be a lot of yelling in between. No, there would be. I'm sure if any of you guys keep up, there's plenty of Connor and I uh, yelling back and forth like a married couple. But yes, we would probably have one of these craft beers on set. Because um, they do, I mean, we would also shout the beer out. I feel like when they do it, they don't really talk about what beer they're drinking, but that's kind of our thing. They probably are just drinking like Heineken. <laughs> yeah. I became a big Heineken guy. Oh, that's a good ball. There he is. I think that was Conte. Kai Havertz. High into the side netting. I think Conte played that ball. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with our stream. A little bit of a lag here. Um, You can see how it's usually it's just a steady line, but we got some of these like dips going on. Is there something? We'll have to talk to Comcast. I I don't know what's going on. God damn it, Comcast. Speaking of the devil, Conte plays Kai Havertz through for probably the best chance of the game. Sometimes he does make, like, simpler things look difficult, Conte. Like, Sadio has that tendency, too, where it's like it doesn't always look super natural for them to just, like, play a certain ball. But, like, it still comes off good and gets to the right point. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. It's just something I notice in him sometimes. Yeah. Also, when you see him wind up for shots, Sadio does it, too. He'll put it, like, 15 Rose deep. I saw a post. I saw a post. It was like the only player who can. Oh, ESPN UK. Yeah. Who can disrupt the Ballon d'Or. The Benzema Ballon d'Or shouts. I think, I mean, Sadio Mane has been on fire. There was questions earlier in the season and obviously at the end of last season. But, I mean, he's been on a goal scoring route right now. It's been, it's been great to watch him play, honestly. Yeah. He's also. Influential on the. Another. Jeez. People Ow. doubt De Gea. Sorry, that was pretty hard. <laughs> oh, he got hit. I thought he got hit in the chest, not the stomach. Um, but yeah, Sadio joined uh, Didier Drogba for the most Champions League knockout goals by an African player. They both have 14. Um, That's a huge... Uh, but yeah, I mean, if we're going to reflect on like right now down the stretch, last season when we needed goals, it was certainly Salah that came through and like took his goal tally to a very respectable number despite him his end product being in question most of the season last year. But like right now, if you want to talk big goals, the goals Sadio has been scoring have been keeping our run for, I mean, I don't even want to say four trophies. That's just so unlikely. It's likely, but unlikely. Um, But like this run that we're having, Sadio has been a huge factor for us. Yeah. And it's weird because 
They never seem to be on the same same wavelength, right? As of as of recent, with um, Sadio and Salah, like if one's if one's not having a moment, that's fine for me. No, that's fine. That's good to have because you know that like one of them is going to step up. But um, imagine they were imagine Salah was scoring as he was earlier in the season. You know what I mean? Oh my god, yeah, it would we, be a nightmare for any club. But I mean, they'd be both. like six goals a game. Salah's still influential without goals. Yeah, but. I mean, he's been offering a lot of loads of assists. Obviously, yesterday, Valencia, um, he had that. Thierry Henry was shouting him for how high quality. Villarreal. A Villarreal. How did I say? Sevilla? <laughs> so um, Valencia. Oh, Valencia. Jeez, <laughs> uh, they all wear yellow kits and whatnot. Sometimes. Valencia wears white. It changes. Um, Not into yellow. <laughs> whatever. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Thierry Henry was saying how, like, the Salah assist of of yesterday is something that, like, previously in his career he probably wouldn't have been able to offer. Um, and he slotted it right through the defender's legs, nutmegged him, and put Sadio through. And it had it, it was a pass that needed weight. Previously, maybe he would have tried to take a touch and hit it or um, been more frantic in the moment. But you'd see how in control of the situation he was. And that was a huge goal to, to get us to two. Um Yesterday, if it had stayed one nil, Villarreal would think they're fully in it. Now it's like two nil is a weird spot to be. Um, obviously, we saw Benfica um, how they handled that, and it's never over till it's over. Especially going over to Spain to deal with Oof, that second leg. So, great ball by Reese. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I'm gonna check the stream real quick because it's acting up for some random reason. Yeah, I think it's our connection. I don't know what's going on with it today. We usually never have an issue. Um, but we're approaching the, into the 30th minute now and Chelsea, Reese James just whipped across, uh, right, right across the face of goal for United. Um, and no one blue could get on the end of it. Chelsea's still dominating. I mean, other than the Ronaldo overhead kick, I mean, haven't seen much from United can't even hold the ball in possession right now. So it's like, what's going on? Are we still live or no? I don't know. Yeah. Look at our connection, bro. This is excellent, I guess. Maybe I'm just tripping. Um, Let me refresh. refresh. I mean, Timo was just called offsides. I feel like it's still been a pretty... I mean, Chelsea have been dominating, but we're still in this game, for sure. Not worried. Oh, there I am. A little bit of talk, technical difficulties going on, um, but we're working with you, so... All this bandwidth, we got to stream the game, whatnot. Um, so, yeah, who do you think's going to win the ball in the door, Sadio Mane or Green Benzema? If, if, the, if it was those two... I mean, I think Salah's still very year. well in the... Con- conversation but i would say kareem if i mean if if benzema wins they're gonna win la liga but um if benzema like can win the champions league that's obviously i think it makes him assuredly the number one choice but 
it is it is tough to debate. I think it does for the Ballon d'Or as much as we like to have the conversation of oh like they won this trophy. It does at the end of the day mostly rely on goals um, and goal contributions because like if you look at everyone made Jorginho a factor last year and as good as he was as important player as he was it all came down to he won um the euros and he won the champions league like that was his case was his trophies but it didn't happen to be enough against yeah. the likes of Messi's season because Messi just you can't argue with the numbers and how much he provided for his team yeah um, definitely yeah. so I would like to think that Saudi would have a chance, but I think he would have to do the incredible along with Liverpool um, to put him in that conversation. Um, and if Liverpool does go on and do all those things, you would imagine Salah would still get the nod as opposed to Saudi. Yeah, but definitely. AFCON, I mean, Saudi has that trophy um, and will be playing in the World Cup. I think there was also a switch to the Ballon d'Or um, like a month ago or so where it now... Rather than running over the course of the year, it runs over the course of that season. Yeah. As so, like it used to be, like, oh, like this player played really well the end of last season, the beginning of this season, and now it's going to be like, no, it's what did they do in that season, which makes it a lot easier because it, like, was, it was kind of confusing before when you didn't really know. Yeah, if they were at looking, all. It, it'd be people would be like, oh, it's unfair because they're not looking at it from the. Uh, like you said, from the beginning or the end of the season or the right. second. And, I mean, Salah came on really hot in the beginning of this season. It was being referenced as the best player in the world. and But you can't rate him really. You can rate him on his performances, but it's like you can't rate him on his trophies because it's only, what, November? So yeah, obviously yeah. he's not going to have any to his name. Um, but that, that, that'll be good to clear up some of the stuff going on there. Um, Did you hear about the Champions League switch up that potentially might be going on? No, I did not. I don't know how accurate this is, but I saw it on on Sport Bible. But it's basically like they're going to get rid of the two leg semifinal and have a so oh, get the fuck. Cons- out all right, so this is UEFA are considering a change to the Champions League format. Number one, no two leg semifinal. Number two, semifinal and final are to be played in the same city over a single week. Final four format to be adapted as a mini tournament. Big European clubs support the idea. I don't know why. I think that would not favor them. Someone commented, just don't. (laughs) No, that would be so stupid. That would decrease their, that would make it more likely that you have, like if you look at, I feel like they lose money. The NCAA tournament, for example. One, yeah, you're not, you're not showing as many games. You know what I mean? Like, Think about how many people, if you tune into the first leg, you tune into the second leg. So um, that that's just how it goes. But playing over two legs allows the big teams, if they even have an off day, to still make up for it and be dominant as they usually are. And if you look at the NCAA turn up, oh, Kai. Uh, oh, De Gea saved. Didn't make it too difficult for him. He probably felt he should have done better there. Um but yeah, if you look at like the NCAA tournament, that's a perfect example of the fact that like if you make it a one one game knockout, any like literally any team could win. We could see who knows, like in, see Villar- in a semifinal. If Liverpool's Villarreal was one game, like obviously you guys won last night, but Villarreal if they got a one nil win and they're in the, I mean it. it de- I, think I don't it, even want to like discredit Villarreal's performance that much because they've been phenomenal like this. 
It could be even lower than that. Like say no, I know. No, say Leicester. Like they're a club the year they won the league. Like they go to Europe. It's now a one round knockout. Like that favors Leicester or a one game knockout. That Leicester could be in like the semifinals of. It's also it's also European football. Personally, I think it decreases the excitement and the potential for an. Yes, like there's still that ability for, um, there's still that ability for a club in a one single match format to like a like a Leicester or a Villarreal to go through all the way more often. But I think the excitement of a two legged system is that we look at PSG Barcelona back back in uh, a couple of years ago with Neymar and and Sergio Roberto scoring those like late winners and stuff like that. Like like a team going down three nil and getting a second yeah, opportunity. Yeah, another uh, instance you want to bring up PSG United. Oh, there's that one. Did you say Liverpool Barca? Liverpool Barca as well. Yeah. yeah. But there there's that potential for those special moments where yes, they a team just dominates in their home stand, in their home in their home stadium in the first leg and then the team gets a second opportunity the other team gets a second opportunity in their own home stadium to create special moments. Yeah. In I mean, are you really special like- moments in stadiums that are so historic like building historic moments in stadiums that never have have this history. So I think the two-legged system is more exciting. It allows for more opportunity still. And I think, yeah, the one-legged system could allow for more lower league teams to go through or more unexpected teams to go through. But I don't know. I think it also... It's, yeah, and if, like you, if you have neutral sites, like you're saying, like the stadiums, like it's not the actual fans that deserve to be there supporting their team that get to go watch the game. Like it's the fans that have more money to get there and travel there. It, it it just would take so much away. Like I can't imagine Champions League without Anfield Knights. That that would not be fair to like fans. And no, I, no. I mean it might be more fair to uh, opponents, but like if you're a Liverpool fan, like you need those. Those like lift you on a midweek um, as you're going through your work week. So those are the things that are so important. And it, it's good that they get to play two matches. And like if I feel like if they did do that, it's like. They're either going to add a lot more teams to the competition or they're going to condense like what the Champions League would be and like make some other competition or something ridiculous. Because it's always about playing more games and generating more money. And it's not like Champions League stadiums aren't sold out. So it doesn't matter if you play at a neutral venue or two legs at each team's home stadium. So we'll really have to... Um, we'll have to keep an eye on that one because it's definitely interesting, and there's probably there's probably a better argument on the on the flip. Yeah, just to more conversation to be had around it. But I think personally, just based off how I've been watching Champions League, how most people have been watching the Champions League, even the away goal rule is taken away, and I was just like, that's I, I hated that. A part of me hated that. I I think that's. I mean, there's a there's obviously plenty to to argue that, but I just liked that system. I was used to it, and I guess people don't like yeah. change. So, but the away goal like. D- the disappearance of the away goal rule in comparison to that would be, it'd be like the away goal rule would look like infantile oh, yeah. in comparison. Like it wouldn't, wouldn't even matter if they, they go and make that change. So exactly. Um, we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. United oh. are pressing a little bit. Oh my finally. Gosh. Rashford's decision-making is just so shit. I'm sorry. I mean, he didn't have anyone to pass to. But even his one v ones are not good at. Like he doesn't know what he doesn't know. It was a two v one. He could have driven out wide. He drove into two players instead of. Well, they still have a chance. I mean, no, it's not through him. It's not great from Bruno either. You, we're giving a lot of room. 
for Rashford to not make mistakes. And it's well, Bruno, that wasn't a good ball. Yeah, I just you think, don't shit on him. I shit, I shit on I shit on him last week. What are you talking about? What is going on with the stream? I have no idea. We're definitely gonna have to take a pause at halftime and like see what's going on. Yeah. I'll probably sign out of the Wi-Fi, then re-sign in, and then restream. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm just saying, Rash. I think Rashford's decision making one v one, and it's definitely been in question. And moments where he's should be brilliant has been, unfortunately, that. That's a hard foul. Five minutes left in the first half, nil nil. Not the most exciting match. Um, but that's usually what we get from these live watches, unfortunately. Unless it's like Burnley, Wofford. Yeah, then it's like a 3-2 thriller. That's a good ball. I hope Tuchel brings Pulisic on. Just so us Americans have something to boast about. I mean, about. He's, I saw a post that was like, no matter, no matter where his selection is and, and the doubts that are around Pulisic, he always finds a way to prove his worth. And like, I mean, he scored at the weekend, so... I think he's a player that is undeserving. It gets un, under, um, yeah, is under is treated as though I can't even find the word, but he, unfairly he's treated unfairly in in terms of his impact his in game games. Time. And I mean, he has the work rate, he has the skill, and he does score quite a bit of goals for someone who doesn't play as much. Yeah, I would agree. I, I'm also ca- cautious to say that like he doesn't get the game time he deserves because I really never know where his health situation is because it does seem like the minute he hits form, he picks up a knock and then is out for like two and a half months. So it, it, it's always no, tough that's for fair. me to analyze and not being like a dedicated Chelsea supporter, obviously. I I don't like keep up with those injury reports um, to really get a clear understanding of what's going on there. No, that's fair. But Mount, Mount has been a player that's like really turned up this season, and he's a player that I feel like outside of Chelsea, obviously Chelsea fans love him, but uh, all other fans give him constant doubt and yeah. hate and stick the minute he has a shady performance, and he's been so huge for them this season. And His again, numbers like, have been high of all the like most consistent players in the cider that actually play under Tuchel consistently. Mount has earned his spot. I was reading something about, I think it was Mason Mount, where like when he went on loan um, away from Chelsea, um, he like wasn't getting time. And like, I want to say it was Mount. I should probably double check that it was Mount before I go on. But um, it wasn't getting time. And sure, it's not Loftus Cheek. No, because I don't think, I don't think Mason Mount's ever gone on loan. Oh no, he was on loan at Derby. Sorry. Yeah, and at, yeah, at Derby he was not his first season at Derby. He like was not playing. He couldn't get into the side. Like he wasn't a pick for the coaches. And he was asked if he like either wanted to leave or go back to Chelsea or whatever. But he said no. I want to earn my place in this team. And yeah, I think he, he went on and season. did that. And then he was um, like a huge player for them. So. Yeah. Yeah. so frustrating that that's happening maybe there's something running like is there another thing running on your laptop like youtube or something no we'll take a look at it at halftime yeah i don't know what's going on maybe our work laptops are chewing it up yeah 
I mean, I'm not even using it, but <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. It's all right though. We'll figure it out. Closing minutes here. This literally has been the most underwhelming football match that should be. United should be in it more just because of the fact that obviously they're out of top four, but it's just they give the other team the liberty to just have the ball yeah. and run at them all game. They have no confidence in possession. It literally looks yeah. like you're watching like a bottom half side play against one of the big six. Yeah. And I mean, they haven't even slid that far down the table, but they certainly treat it that way. We definitely don't play as well as other clubs do in the bottom half or the bottom half. The no, team. there's other like Brighton, Brighton. I mean, they're still top half, I believe, but like they'll go chase a game and like they know, they know when it's their moment and when it's not. And I don't know. Had Bruno you know, turn there. Confusing. <laughs> It'll be huge if Chelsea got one before the half here. Yeah. Well done, Scotty. Get stuck in. To think that you guys almost... Is that halftime? Yeah, it's halftime. Oh, no. No stoppage. All right, folks. We'll be right back. We're going to test the stream out. Catch you soon. And we're back. Second half. Manchester United versus Chelsea. Underwhelming first half. Still nil-nil. Pulisic was getting loose. I know we touched on him quickly, but he was getting loose at halftime. So he might be the first player that you see if he does come off the bench. Oh, definitely. And that's, I mean, that would be threatening for, obviously, United just because of his pace and his ability to, his ability to weave out of uh, tight areas themselves, so. Yeah, for sure. And to give you all updates um, around the Europa League and then Europa Conference League, score updates, West Ham has equalized um, through Antonio. He was obviously suffering from a pretty extreme Goal scoring drought. Um, and I mean, what a time. What a time to end it, obviously, in West Ham's one and only trophy competition at a very important time at their home stadium. So um, that's huge for them. Rangers <clears throat> and Leipzig, nil nil at the half. And then in the conference league, also halftime, but Roma does indeed lead 1 0. Trying to figure out who the goal scorer is. Um, It might have been Pellegrini. Yep. Looks like it was Pellegrini. Has scored the goal for Roma. So, um, lesser down. That's just uh, the news around football for the actual games. Um, did you want to get in? Neville had some choice comments, I guess, for United and just as he goes about comment his commentary in this match. So Yeah, no, he said this main United team, you almost want them to get beat. They set a really poor example around work ethic and them trying hard. This lot get paid a fortune and they're walking on a football pitch. I'm embarrassed. So you could see a lot of that in the first half and um that's one of the biggest things that I've seen just talked about in recent matches is I mean, a lot of the star, even the star players tend to walk, tend to walk and, and waltz and not really seem to make an effort to, you know, to win the ball back and fight in this match and any match that we've played in the last three games. So it's been quite embarrassing just considering the Mac, like Chelsea and, and United are always a big game where, where both are, 
full of, you know, high energy intensity and, you know, pride because I always feel like Chelsea and United have like a hidden rivalry at times. So no, it's unfortunate and it's the truth and it's the harsh truth. And even after the Arsenal game, there was a lot of talk post-match and a lot of players, Scott McTominay mentioned it, a lot of players and a lot of us need to look into ourselves and, and, and reflect on, on our performances and recent matches and then, you know, what are we really doing here kind of, kind of way. So yeah, and even it's confusing because although Ralph is, no matter if he's out the door or not, he, he's not managing anymore after the end of the season. So there's always the, the argument of, well, a lot of these players don't feel they need to adapt to the system because it's not lasting. It's not going to, it's not going to be there much longer than six months. But in this case, you kind of do need to still try and still, and still perform at the level in which he wants the players to perform with the gang gen press. That was something that was heavily touched upon when he was first brought on. And there was a switch in intensity that we saw from the United side, even though possession was lab was lacking. There was still 50, 50 balls were challenged high energy when the opposition had the ball uh, and ability to um, create turnovers, but there's none of that now. It seems that's kind of completely out the window, and maybe that's due to the fact that the manager, I mean, it happened before Tech Ha got announced, but it probably even makes it even more real, which is interesting because a lot of these players are going to want to prove themselves before the manager comes in, and Ralph touched upon that before the press match, uh, the pre- uh, before the match day in the press conference. So, yeah, I think... I think a lot of these players aren't going to be here next season. So, yeah. It's also, I think that that's something that United gets away with and has flown under the radar a lot this season. I mean, I'm someone that's spoken on it, but the sheer amount of money that these players get paid, like, yes, I understand you go to United, like, you're going to get paid extremely well, huge club, like, the, the wages. That's, that's why you go is to get paid. And some are saying that's one of the reasons that Ten Hag has taken this risk in his managerial career to, to go there and try to rebuild is just for the sheer sake of money. But the the amount of money that these pay, players get paid is just, it, it's the highest in the league for I think four out of five. And uh, it's, it's just like, how can you not even put an effort in? Like that's just so unprofessional in what your day-to-day job is like this at the end of the day, it is your job despite it being, around for the majority around um, being a game the game that you love like yes it is indeed that but you you owe it to the contract and to your fans employer just to go out and play like for the fans that pay that they pay for your jersey they pay for the tickets they pay for match day they pay for the match day program they pay for subscriptions for tv I, i don't know if that's how it works over in the uk but the fans support the club and a lot of money goes into you as a player and your livable and the way you live and um, the roof over your head. A lot of the money comes from fans and the money that's brought in through them. So that I think at the end of the day, that's the biggest thing. You want to perform for the people that are coming to see you week in, week out. That would be a huge driving factor, I think, for most people. But I guess when you're in it that long, you kind of just get used to the fact that you're able to hide on the pitch and hide behind and hide when... And and use yeah. it and like just kind of blow I it mean, off as nothing. But. To to them, I feel I would imagine it feels very disconnected. Like yeah, I don't, I don't know if they do like think about it that way. You know what I mean? I mean, I think a lot I of think players, it would be I difficult think, to I do think that. Liverpool players do as as much as they're disconnected, they're still connected on the level that they want to show up and perform every single weekend for the people that right. are watching. Like play as hard as you possibly yeah. can. And and Klopp, I mean, we we kind of 
harp on Klopp. I hopped, I hopped on Klopp yesterday when he said we need the 12th man. We need the fans. Like, obviously, they're going to be there. But he's right at the end of the day. Like, he's he's acknowledging their presence. Although they're disconnected on in the instance that they're players and there's fans, they're still it's still a driving – it should be a driving factor for not, like, not only your employer, but it should be a driving factor for how you're performing. Like, you should be driving for the fact you're getting paid, but also for the fact that the people that are – Paying you at the end of the day are the ones that really right. stands, and it should so. be it should be a symbiotic relationship where both parties benefit from both. It's, oof, it's both cross, like they both benefit from yeah. The team both plays, parties putting in what they can. The fans you know are there. I mean? The fans are there, and they're they're thousands chanting, paying, and United should be performing and scoring and all this stuff and putting on a high level performance for. And, and work ethic for the for the fact that they're there. Yeah, it may be a little bit too romantic for a lot of people to say that stuff, but I think that I honestly believe that that's how it should be. And not everything's perfect, but I think I think that's where I think we can get into it now too. With yeah, I was just going to touch on quickly. There is a fourth match going on. Totally, I mean, it's Europa League conference or whatever the fuck that is. So <laughs> I did disregard it, but being that it's the semifinals, um, and that's probably the most exciting game going on at the moment. But Rotterdam is tied two two at halftime with Marseille. So, oh, wow. um, just wanted to make sure I didn't miss that because if we did have ever have any of those fans out there, I want to make sure they're getting their news. Um, but yeah, I mean, due to the lack of what the players are putting forth the Manchester United fan base, obviously um, we were kind of talking like, Oh, what's going on there? But the protests and arriving late to the match or um, I'll let you get into that, Andrew, because I'm sure you would have joined in. Oh, I would have <laughs> been there. So this was announced before the match itself. And I remember I just didn't, we didn't touch upon it before the, like when the match started, but um, fans can, conjur- um, they came together and, protested outside for you know being against the Glazers and Glazer ownership and they waited outside Old Trafford until the 17th minute with their uh gold and green or yellow and green scarves uh that's been a staple in their in their protests in the past uh there's also been banners up saying Glazers out when the players walked out right behind the tunnel and as well there was in the Munich tunnel outside to the director's entrance there was a mass group of fans obviously chanting and, and shouting and probably voicing their opinions against Glazer ownership. So I think that also ties into lack of player. I th- people like to say there isn't, or maybe they don't. I, I'm just generalizing here, but I think a lot of what happens in the, be- a lot of what happens in the staff room and in the board level definitely directly evol- uh, affects the you know player performances. Like the mentality of, the boardroom is essentially the mentality of these players. It's lazy, it's disregarding, and it's embarrassing at this point. So, yes, there's money brought into the club, but there's a definitely been a huge... There's been huge criticism of United ownership over the last 10 years and, and longer, but specifically over, like, through Ed Woodward and stuff like that, there's been a lot of voices against, um, against the board and the people in power. So there's definitely... Like, you could see how the board... And how they treat the club itself is very similar to how the players treat their performances and the level of, of uh, work rate that they put in. So, yeah, it's uh, it's good to see that fans are continuing their protests. Obviously, there was there's it's good to see that doesn't just go away. You know what I mean? Because right. we did see it during the Super League conflict, and 
every single fan and that was involved in it's Chelsea fans yeah, first. Every, yeah, every single club that was involved with it, their fans spoke out against it. And oh. United did that too, and they actually stormed the pitch. Was that's not you don't like to see that, but um, they did protest outside, and you like to see that they're still protesting and they're continuing their protests. And I, I'm sure they were never not going to, but sometimes we don't get that coverage of it consistently happening. So um, no, I think I don't know if the what the Glazers are ever going to sell the club. There seems to be a lot of protests, and I hope that if there is, if they are to sell the club, a you know a, a real football man's going to come in and spice it up. I guess I don't know of all all the things you don't need. I don't think you need an ownership shakeup, despite how bad it might be. No, I don't think we need that right now. I just think that's something for down the road once and once we get the players in the in the system right. With if that were the, the case, squad. I don't know that you get a football guy by any means. No, like, definitely not. But just won't work like that. Someone future, who un- who understands. I guess someone who understands like the importance of a, who cares about performances. Like the Glazers don't care that United's not doing. No, yeah, well, it's so. just like a money thing and status thing. I don't know if it even is that. Um, but as far as the game goes, a good example of it right there was Thiago Silva um, played a searching ball. Not even a searching ball. He knew exactly where he wanted to put it. He was upset with himself that it wasn't of higher quality. But Reese James. Obviously playing in a wide role, anyone who watches football, anyone who doesn't even watch football would know that Reese James is probably one of Chelsea's attacking threats on any given day, anytime he's on the pitch. And just now, he's wide on the touchline. United are in position, set up in their defensive structure, and Reese James makes a diagonal run just towards the 18-yard box, and it took, um, was it Tellez on the left? Like, tells on the left. Yeah, it took him like 30 seconds too long to react. And had Tiago picked that ball, it would have been, not only would it have been a one-on-one with De Gea, it would have been a one-on-one with no one even remotely close to closing him down or putting on pressure from behind. Like it was, it was just a glaring miss from the United defense and, um, it's just something that it's like if you if you prepare if you watch tape if you're if you're doing all these things that football players do probably by like requirement like I'm sure they're required to do that and they have team meetings and everything but it's like they get in game and they don't even connect the wires to allow their brain to function fully like it was a complete yeah, mess they and, don't put two and two together that what you watch on tape is going to happen in the match most likely yeah. so you need to re- be able to react in a time efficient manner but um. I mean, tell that's why I don't rate Tellus. Unfortunately, I think he's he has a good left foot, being able to whip the ball in. But he's a player that I'd like to see leave. But it's not just him. There's plenty of people in the back line that are just they just check out so easily. Yeah, when they're on the back foot. <laughs> Go Chelsea! Yeah, <laughs> jazz, jazz, jazz. IFF. Thanks for joining us. It's good to have you. Definitely a Chelsea fan or just someone that likes to see United fail. (laughs) Oh, that's got to be it. There it is. Just as he comes into the chat room. Alonzo on the left foot. I feel like that's all he ever scores is volleys nestled into the... That was a great finish. um, The watch is back, though. Ah, he wants the link. 
share link for the match. We can't share the link for the match. It's on yeah, TV. It's just on YouTube TV. <laughs> um, but he might be elsewhere where it's not like like it's on. You know what I mean? Like they were saying when we were in the UK that like not every game is televised. No, I know. It's only like the this headline the- games. I, I think that this one would be. I mean, if you are watching, Total Sport Tech is a website that you can watch. I don't know if I'm, but um, give that a try. That uh, it's a good place to get games. That's just a hell of a volley. It's I, no one's jokingly sh- said it, but like, well, yeah, one the weak post is unmarked. I don't know how you get tucked in that deep. There's two players there, even if and the loft is barely challenging. And there, Kai, who I believe flicked. There's it over. no need for Dalo to pinch in there. Like he should see that there's two Chelsea players on the weak post, despite him having the potential to win the ball. That's just. That's just not it. You gotta you also, gotta mark the players. Um, I think I think Reese put it in, or was it Mount? But Telus didn't close him down quick enough to put pressure on him. He stood ten. Oh yeah, he allowed the cross took five to ten yards. That's like I mean, through our playing days, it's like if 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 you're watching football, as you watch a match, like it's always shady when a ball gets whipped into the box. So if you're going to do your defensive due diligence, the best thing that you can do from a team that attacks from wide areas is deny the cross. Like you're better off, even if you were to get beat in a wide area in an effort to step in to maybe block a potential cross, that's generally the better option. Oh, and Ronaldo, who else would it be? Literally who else would it be? I cannot imagine if you, if United did not have him, him. it'd be ridiculous. It, It would be actually be absurd. Ah, Spurs fan. We have a Spurs fan as well. Joining us just as the game heats up. It's now 1-1. In a matter. But yeah, even back to the... uh, Back to the Alonso goal. Longa was there to drop in 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 the space that Telus would have left if he stepped to either research. I don't remember who who put it in. How does... like These these are literally the goals that United scores. Matis just kicked it into Conte... Ronaldo's well on sides, and then the ball gets looped over very oh, awkwardly. And another volley, Ronaldo just belts it. Did that, deflect, into the, did that deflect off the Chelsea player? Oh, my gosh. Look at that touch. That touch just caresses it down. You cannot tee yourself up any better than that. Definitely not. And there's nothing Mendy can do. It's, it's really wild how, like, a game can open up just like that. 1-1. One, one. And it, it might go back to what it was for the first 60 minutes. Now for the next, like, 25. <laughs> but who knows? I mean, this this is exciting. Both teams get a goal. Maybe it'll pull them out of their shells. And the, I think Chelsea especially, like, they know they should be winning. They want to win this game in this match. Um, so I think they're really just going to flip a switch and kind of turn up the heat here on United. Already, now getting yeah. in behind pretty quickly. Um, you know what's crazy? Peron with a big block. You know what's crazy too, like for United and, and back to Gary ne- Gary Neville's um, comments is that United are have they have nothing to lose at this point. So why don't you just go all in? And I don't know. I just feel like they, they're so lazy and they play so reserved. But at this point, you're not making top four. Just better yourself as a player and a person. Like have that discipline to do that for yourself. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I. It's frustrating to see because I get it if they're fighting for top four and you if you might you want to go in with the game plan to sit in and allow the team to to help maintain possession and you break them on the counter. But in this case, it's more so obviously and now it's one one. But before that, I mean, the first half was 
was pathetic to watch. If you if you're a United fan and if you're Ragnick and the coaching staff, I mean, that's one reason why Ragnick wants to probably leave. So, all right, Emil, um, he's a Spurs fan that joined us. I believe Welcome. I'm saying that. Apologies if I'm not, but he's from De- he's from Denmark, um, and he wonders if Spurs is going to get top four. I wonder. He must be an Ericsson fan. We talked about it Tuesday. We had on our our last episode, and I said Arsenal are going to get it. Unfortunately, Emil, um, I I also said Arsenal. I just based off their form and. They've had two big results that's going to give them confidence for the remainder of the season. I th- I think Spurs and Arsenal have pretty similar in terms of level of competition, um, end-of-season matches. I think Arsenal just have what it takes to just get there before Spurs. Um, and I feel like the games they must... Against Brentford, it, it was pretty clear-cut and dry. That's kind of how they play against the, the bottom half. The best thing against Brentford, though, is the fact that they didn't drop all their points. Oh, yeah, they did. Um, they still maintain the point. And Spurs, don't get me wrong, they're in a really good position. Obviously, since the new year, they've been playing the be- some of the best football, not only for Spurs in their season, everything like that, but they've been playing some of the best football in the Premier League. Yeah, um, They collected like top three, I want to say, points um, amongst all teams, scoring loads of goals. I think they've, I don't know if they've scored more than, it might even, yeah, they might even have scored more than Liverpool since 20, the start of the new year. But like, the what it comes down to, and I mean, I'm sure you're excited for it or nervous Oof. for it That's as a fan. James getting at it. But um, the North London Dar- Derby is, I think, that's the, dis- that, that is the decision game for top four. Because yeah, I think Arsenal could still stumble against some of their um, opponents coming up. Um, and I think Spurs could too. It might balance out in a way that it's like, oh, they both drop a match that they shouldn't. But whoever gets... If, if someone gets three points in the North London Derby, that, I think, is going to be what solidifies their chance for top four. Because that would be... A, if, the, if they win that match, then it obviously provides a huge lift. Um, yeah. Oh, that's Ooh. that's naughty from uh, Matic. No, I think I think he was just going for the ball, and he accidentally stepped on him, and then Reece James... I mean, they both reacted. Oh, oh well, then he's pulling on him, which is... Literally just hanging on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess a veteran move. He gets away with that. Um, so, <laughs> so that's our take. I think... If I did have to pick, you're probably never going to tune into the stream again because um, we're both saying Arsenal. But um, another co-host of our ours actually picked Spurs. If you watch the video that we posted from Tuesday, um, he picked Tottenham to finish top four. So despite us two being, picking the Gunners, uh, just due to their, I think, just consistency over the course of the full season, Spurs has been that slight bit more streaky. But um, Arsenal, as soon as they felt the pressure... They choked for three matches straight. So um, you never know. it's a good place to be for a Spurs fan. And obviously now the football that you see them play under Conte, they're adapting to his system. He's got some new signings in there. Um, Full summer ahead. If, if they can get, is Bentecar on loan or is, uh, yeah, right? He's still on loan. And Kulu's signed. Bentecar's on loan. I think Kulu's signed. Or it might be the other way. Other way around. But if, if you can, one, make, Whichever one of those is non-permanent, permanent, and then a full summer, as Andrew just stated, like that—that's going to be phenomenal for the club. And Kane got to keep him around. Son, just—it's just a good bunch of players that are just the deadliest on the counter um, that you can come across. So that's our take there. 
uh, just doing my thing, uh, asked if Ronaldo's going to leave at the end of the season. I say uh, or no. He said, will Ronaldo leave Manchester? And I, I, I guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, that it would be at the end, a conclusion of this season. Um, yeah, what do you think, Andrew? I already, I've stated it before um, to you before, but I don't think he'll be leaving. I think Ronaldo will be staying another season, and then after that, he'll either go to LA Galaxy or enter Miami. Or no, yeah, Miami FC, and then that's about it. I think I think he'll stay this throughout the season with Ten Hag. And I think he'll be a very utilized player, an impact player. And, I mean, he's he's been our best player all season long. So, regardless of his age, he's still scoring 20-plus goals a season in the most competitive league in the world. So I would like him for him to stay, and I think he will. Yeah. I think his contract's two years also. I think he's comfortable in Manchester. And, I mean, he knows that he'll be playing in Manchester. I think at this late stage in his career, I don't know that Ronaldo would ever worry. I don't think that the man does worry because he's just so clutch and everything along those lines. But, like, he knows he can play in this side. Um, and I think even if he stays next season, he knows for all the games that he's healthy. Um and fully capable of and can put his best foot forward. I think he knows that he'll see time. Yeah. Um, even if it is off the bench for 30 minutes, he'll he'll get on the pitch because of what he's done this season. He's been their lifeline this season. Um, so we'll see. I, I, I don't know that he'd go to the MLS if he does leave. Like, yet. I think he thinks more of himself. I would like to see him go. Who knows? He could go back to like Real Madrid and like literally just chill there for another three seasons. I mean, score goals. Yes. Real Madrid top side, but Ronaldo would fit into, you see what Barcelona is doing with some more, um, older like players. older players. Yeah. Obviously Ronaldo's older than all of them, but, um, he definitely, I, I would, think he definitely would be fine in, in Real Madrid. Um, does he, yeah, that's a good point in terms of, but no Champions League in his last year in Europe. I think that makes total sense, and it's a valid point as to why he wouldn't stay. I think I think he still will stay. I think there's there's things to win next season that isn't a Champions League. Obviously, we're not making top four, but domestic cups, and I think he just wants to continue adding to his trophy cabinet. I don't know. I don't think United are going to win the league or compete for the league next year, but I don't know. I still think... Ronaldo, for the love of United that he has and for the contract that he signed, not that that really matters that much these days, I still think he's going to remain there and yeah. um, help rebuild Ten Hag and, and United next season. It's also to him now, I think football, and for probably a f- the last few years, football does come second. He does have his family to take care of. Obviously, he's been on that emotional roller coaster of – um, losing a ch- child recently, like so recently, um, and horrible that he had to go through that. But being comfortable in Manchester, I think that's where it comes. F- like co- the factor does come into play. Like if he's comfortable there with his family, um, rather than up and moving his family around, I'm not sure where his family actually does indeed live. I don't know if they like did come to Manchester. No, they live full in Man- time. Yeah, no, like, so. I think that's a factor of like maybe it's not for what his family has gone through as well. It might not be best for them to get up and move again. Um, and to care, compare him to like another late great, 
icon is obviously Tom Brady. And you can see at this stage in his career, Tom Brady does put his family first. He knows what that, that that's most important. So I think that's going to be a huge factor into Ronaldo's decision. Um, and that also might be another factor. Um, I, again, not to, I don't think he's going to the MLS this season or even probably not the next season, but if he does go, if there's a lot of opportunity here for his family, they can enjoy themselves, be comfortable, um, get everything they need. That might be another factor of like why they come here and not saying that those other places don't have that. Um, but familiarity is always easy for, um, someone to revert back to and just have that peace of mind, I guess. So that's definitely our take on Ronaldo. Love the questions though. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um, Spice up the match a little bit. Obviously, since those two goals, it's kind of gone back to a bit dull. Chelsea did make two changes. Did they make the changes? Yeah. Uh, uh, Romelu's on and Christian yeah. Eriksen's on. I mean, not, sorry, Pulisic. I was going to talk about Christian Eriksen <laughs> because oh yeah. Um, Emil asks, do you think Eriksen will go, go back, back to, to Spurs? Spurs? I don't think he will. I'd like I would to, love it. I'd I like, think it, like if he reti- retired in a Spurs kit. I'd like to see him back at... At Brentford. I mean, I'd like to see him stay at Brentford because obviously with the quality of play that he's, he's just happy. He looks yeah, he looks so happy, happy. And he's playing really well. So definitely bigger clubs are gonna probably want his services. But I think he wants to be in a place where he's gonna play oh, weekend, week out. Oh well done, tell us. I think he wants to be in a place where he's gonna play weekend, week out because of his age and obviously because of the the horrible incident during the Euros. Um he wants to, you know, use as much of his football that he can and get the most opportunity where he is. I don't think he'd get that at Spurs considering they have Kulu. They have hopefully Bentacor for the sake of Spurs. They assign Bentacor in a permanent or whoever it is that's on loan. So I think he either stays at Brentford or he leaves the Premier League. Honestly. Be cool to see him like go back to Ajax. Yeah. I, could, I mean, that'd be cool too. I would, that would be cool to see. Yeah. A lot of hypotheticals, I guess. Um, a driving factor could be that if he does stay at Brentford and he continues to play really well and has the fullest faith in his body to continue playing, um, if Brentford pull a Sheffield and happen to go down or have a really poor season next season um, and were to get relegated, I think then it might open the door for where um, Erickson could go. And... Um, it it would be interesting to see, but I I think um, I think Brentford's a good spot for him. Good club, they love him. He's Thanks for happy, joining us, Emil. So. He's yeah, leaving. Emil. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Love the. Hopefully, questions. we'll see you again soon. Yeah. Um, check us out, and uh, we love hearing your comments and thoughts. So definitely. Genius down here, uh, just pointing at his kneecap, talking to Dalo. Seventy fifth minute. One one. There's no way we can make top four, which sucks. Where do you see Erickson going if he does leave? I don't know. I don't know if he does leave Bradford. I don't. I don't know that it means as much as it did for what he went through to like go play at an established club or so I think he might just be happy. Um, I think he genuinely might just be happy at Brentford and like 
you go through something like that, you really appreciate, you really like appreciate, appreciate a lot of different things. Like you look at life with a completely different perspective. And so, you, and you definitely, I mean, he definitely appreciates Brentford for giving him obviously the six month contract they did. And that goes a long way between that, uh, between the two parties. So I'd like to see him stay at Brentford. Cause I think if they want to stay up next year, he's a, definitely a huge player to have on your side. And if they do some investing this summer. Yeah. It's it's definitely a fun team to watch. Good to have you. I'm TK30. Yeah. Welcome. Hope you're well. Let us know if you if there's a club you support. Uh, you want to talk more about Jurgen and his Liverpool contract? Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna, yeah, I was. We were sitting here at halftime, like thinking of some topics to spice up the convo for. The second and um, Andrew obviously Andrew surprisingly and if he he's gonna allow me I'm not gonna give me the green light to talk stop, about Liverpool talk about like um, <laughs> no I think Jurgen being at the club for another two years is is what is gonna solidify it beyond what it already is um, and it's gonna I saw I saw a funny tweet that was like Liverpool fans hearing that Jurgen signs a two year deal is better and makes them happier. Than them signing if they could choose and pick any player that they wanted, and and I think that is true because having Jurgen, we then can sign any player. There's stability. Um, Anytime there's a managerial shakeup, there's a huge question mark as to what's going to come next. So knowing that he's going to be there well into the future, and another two years is a long time. Like if you think ahead to 2026, I'm sure it'll be here in the snap of a fingers. But that's a very long time for a football club. so it just prolongs yeah. that transition. It allows Stevie G to get a little bit, few more years under his belt. Maybe add a trophy to his cabinet if he if he continues doing well. Um, so I th- I think it's it's a huge step for the club. And I, being a Liverpool fan, was slightly worried about like two years. Like that's coming quick. Um, because 2024 would be when his contract initially er, expired, and it, it's coming really quick. And Liverpool just lost their lead scout, um, who is obviously known for, or I don't know if he stepped down or what happened. I should probably know him by name. But that was that's like a genuine concern. I'm a nervous fan, but that's a genuine concern of mine. And like the players that we sign, obviously there's loads of clubs that are missing out on them. So what that scout was doing to bring in those talents and how quickly they translated into successful signings. I was worried if we lose him now, and then we lose Jurgen in another two years. It would be I would be far more nervous than if we lose the scout. Still have a full four years under Jurgen um, to just get players that we need into the club and um, definitely stabilize. Because if we if we can't keep bringing in these guys or don't get as lucky with our signings, like that's when fans get antsy and it's like, oh, what's going on? What are we spending money on? Um, so it, it's just it's just huge. I mean, there's there's no other way to put it. It brings so much joy to oh, everyone. And um, oh my fuck, Reese James just God. belted one off the outside of the post. And was it Timo that left it? For no, him? Mason Mount flicked Mason. it on, and it was a Reese James left footer curl um, that just hits the post. Oh, that's so off. That had one in, saved by the post. Again, United caught in a two-on-one on the weak post. Alex Tellus is... He went for it. That would have been a beauty of a goal. 
Uh, yeah, I definitely think any Liverpool fan, any fan of football who has a team doing well does not want their manager to leave when they've been doing it well for almost six years, seven years now. Or I'd say in the last four years, he's been doing it really well. So also gives us more time if Pep chooses to leave City to like remain that force. Exactly. As City goes through something that might not be as comf- might not be comfortable for them. I'd Just, rather ask for stability than the best player in the world. Yeah. And I hope that, I mean, it's easy to think right now, all good and well, um, happy days, um, good vibes, whatever you want to call it is the case at Liverpool right now. But even through those four years, if there's doubts or concerns or things don't always um, go in our favor, Jurgen's taken a chance on us. Yes, football is a harsh business, but he's earned it that I personally, um, I'll go on record now, will stand behind him and let like as as much as I need to because of everything that he's done um and he's done it for so long to make Liverpool the force that they are again so um I just hope that fans kind of take that into account like two years yes like things aren't necessarily going to be great forever so him doing that like he probably knows that he's going to have to He's really going to have to keep pushing. He, he is a manager that has that mindset, but he's not going to be able to sit back and be complacent and just think that this carousel that we're on of success is just immediately going to, because he stays, is going to be happening for another four years. Like He's going to have to put in the time. He's going to have to do everything he need, he's been doing and probably more to keep us at this level. So um, yeah. it's just really important um, from as a fan base um, that we continue to stand behind them, even if times get bumpy or uh, if we miss out on finals and such as that, like just and that's the biggest Jurgen's the guy. And, like, and we did that through the first three years of four years of his career as well. Yeah. But now you have success, which it's easier to do that in the beginning. Well, I, maybe, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but for Liverpool, I think it is because you know that, but you knew the potential of Klopp. You've seen what he's done. And, I think it's a little bit harder to see your team be successful than not. So I think that's going to be a true test. Oh, it'll test me. Like, you know, yeah, like, but I, I don't think that's going to happen with Liverpool, but if it does happen, and th- I think a lot of that, not just like, I mean, the fans obviously are going to be behind Jurgen, but I think more, it's, it's more about the board and, and they're just, because no matter at this point, it doesn't matter how well you've done. It's what you're doing at the moment. So it's a cutthroat business as everyone says. And even if you're the most cherished manager, it can easily get flipped on its head if things don't go a certain way. Yeah. But I don't think that will happen with, with Jerk, and I hope it doesn't because I think he's a good person, a good manager. And if if FSG were to do that, then that's how you know it's dead because he's been nothing but... Like, he, take, he took them out of the dark times that Liverpool were in for a solid... Uh, what was it? Twenty years of not a Premier League title. Yeah. So no league title, and there there was good seasons. Was there. it longer than that? Yeah, I think it was thirty, right? Yeah, it was thirty. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think. I mean, he should get the benefit of the doubt, even if it gets rough. But I don't think it will get there. Yeah. So, um, that's that's the Liverpool talk we got. And, um, we have another as we're talking managers um, and everyone joining us, just doing my thing. We, thanks for the questions. Hit that follow, follow button. We're trying to make a push to be Twitch affiliated. So anything helps and we appreciate it. But managerial situations, Zidane, will he return to any team? Zidane. Zidane. Come on, man. Either way, Zidane, Zidane. We're so American, really showing it. Yeah. Um, 
And if he does choose to return, which team will it be to? I think it's going to be PSG. If Poch were to get the sack, I don't know if he will get. It the is sack. kind of crazy how drastically he fell out. Did he take him? Did he remove himself from the United conversation, or because you think, you fate you liked him, you thought he would be a good appointment, didn't you? Is he done? Yeah, I think yeah, I think he would. I think with good players, he's he's able to get a lot done. Uh, that's, I mean, that's what he did at Madrid. It's the only club he's managed. So I think at PSG, he'd be able to do that. Uh, I don't think he'll manage United. It'll be like his last stop, I think, on, on his road. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he will, too, either. Like, I think he would go to... He knows well enough probably what his own capabilities as a manager are. And I I think, like, I don't even know if he'd go to PSG. I think he would. I, the way I look at it, the way this, the way I see it playing out, if he were to go there, it's PSG have the new season. They don't do well in Champions League or the beginning of the season, and then... Potts would get the sack, and Zidane would be the next one up. That's how I. That's how I envision him going to PSG. It would be like it'd have to be in the beginning of the season, where because PSG, like we talk about them, a lot of people talk about them. They're kind of a joke of a club at this point. They're kind of like a commercial club. Yeah, um, and they are a commercial club. They have all these great affiliates. They have the nicest kits, the biggest stars, but they don't win anything outside of their own league. Um, yes, they made it to a final a few years a couple of years ago, but in terms of the players and the aspirations that the the aspirations that came with the players they brought in, it hasn't been successful, and even the management they've brought in. So I think if there's one player, one manager to do it with the players that they have, I think it would be Zidane. So I think PSG would be his next stop if that is a, a possibility. That if it's that if that window opens for him, yeah, I I personally think that if he does return, it would be to Real Madrid and Real Madrid only. I don't know. I, I feel like I, I could think I could see things getting dicey with Ancelotti, and I mean, like if they, I mean they're in, they're on, they're on track to win the league. Yeah, and they they're still obviously City have the fa- favorable advantage in the first leg through the first leg, but there's still a chance they could go to a final. But you don't get much time at Madrid. Um, you can't keep doing this where he leaves and comes back. I, I think he could do it, and it was an, another random that'd stat be, I saw but time. I think Xavi lost his like seventh game as Barcelona manager and it was something like ridiculous like Zidane had I don't know like four trophies or something before he lost seven games at Madrid it might even have been more um, um but I, I think like he wants to remain that unicorn and like yeah. it opens the door for like debate of like You'll have those people, oh, greatest manager, like Zidane won this many trophies in this amount of time. And if he goes back to Madrid, he could not be, he's one, he knows the club inside and out. But two, it's like if he goes there, he can still keep adding to his trophy count with just like either a domestic cup or a league title. um, And it wouldn't be that huge risk. Maybe I'm underestimating how much he desires success and wants to prove himself, but I could, he has this like mysterious way about him, even yeah, through a, his playing he's a unicorn. Like he you is. Said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so, um, player, I, and I manager, could see, so it makes sense. I, I could see him just solely as a Real Madrid guy and like him being a Real Madrid guy. He's got crazy trophy, crazy wins, crazy, like, and he might just want to remain like that. I guess like, I'm trying to think. I want to see what his success was when Ronaldo wasn't there. Because that's interesting to me. But, like, yeah, I don't know. And, like, if Real Madrid go on and, I mean, if they pull in the players 
they want to pull. Um, I mean, I don't know if they're in the Holland, they're in the Holland conversation, but he might lean towards city, obviously. Um, who's the guy? Oh, they're getting Rudiger. Like they're, there's another player that's going to Madrid. That's like a definite, isn't it? I don't know. But anyways, Oh, Mbappe. I don't, that he's like heavily linked. Yeah, I think that's so. Like, it's but like if those guys go guys. and like there's, they're not doing great, and Zidane sees those players, he's gonna be like, oh, like let me jump back in there. I think, yeah, I think that's what would take it to happen. And I mean, when Ronaldo had left, they, I mean, 2019, 2020, he won the Supercopa de España, and then he won the he won La Liga 2019, 2020. So I think he has to go. Or there's he's only been challenged. His his challenge was when that was after Ronaldo had left. So that was just because Ronaldo made like Real Madrid were that good. Where I I definitely do think Zidane's a great mind, and he, we've talked about it before that it doesn't. It's not just about good players. There has to be someone behind, you know, pulling the strings and, and dictating and directing where players you know, having a style of play, which I think Zidane does. And I think the biggest challenge of that was when Ronaldo left. As you can see, like they didn't win as as much as. They were when Ronaldo was there. And I think the biggest challenge would be to go to a Madrid that is weaker than the side that he that he left it at. So yeah, that's like you said, like they need to bring Mbappe, the likes of Mbappe in to kind of like, all right, this is for him to even look at it and be like, I can do this. Or he can test himself and go somewhere where it's not that easy. Yeah. But I think he'll be back though. I think he'll pop back up. Pretty interesting. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that was... That was a fucking. That's a hard question to answer. I'd love to hear Jalen's take. Uh, our uh, Jalen Real Madrid fan, um, and obviously loves Zizou, so um, he would definitely have some interesting things to say. And speaking of dudes that know the club inside and out, Jalen's definitely your guy. If you're curious about Madrid, wow. the young Argentinian Garnacho coming on. I don't even know what position he plays, to be honest. I haven't really done that much research on him. He's probably a winger. He's probably replacing. Did Rashi already get replaced? Or yeah, no? my brother texted me and he said, he said, what a waste, Rashford. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. That was still a half-decent ball when he, even though he slipped. I mean, this would be a decent result for United. 1-1? Chelsea? Yeah, I think it's a good I think it's a good result considering how he's been playing. Good recently. end result. I don't know that you could say, like, Great performance. I didn't say performance. No, I know. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, speaking very yeah, yeah. No, like, I know. broadly, like, de- definitely can't. But it also wasn't like Chelsea created Chelsea, a lot, Chelsea but be, not like Chelsea actual be, chances. Chelsea should be disappointed. If oh, you're yeah, Chelsea, hugely. If you're Thomas Tuchel, you're pissed because yes, um, he is pissed. <laughs> he's yeah, throwing Tuchel his hands up. Yeah, I'm the longest coming off because yes, like. You're not winning the league, but to solidify the top... Uh, and to make it seem likely next year. Yeah, it's just because it's a big game in England, and obviously confidence for... I don't, are they out of everything? They're out of everything. Never mind. Who? Chelsea are in the FA Cup? FA Cup semifinal. So final. In the final. Jesus, I'm like... Yeah. I forget. They they were in like three other competitions, so well, I was... Crucial's taking them to like seven finals or something like that. It's 16, I think. What? Yeah, I thought... Oh, wait, they couldn't play 16 Maybe that was in his career. Seasons. Maybe that was his career. Yeah, no, I think it's seven in the time that he's been there. Yeah, yeah But yeah. he's only been there a little over a full season, right? But, yeah, he's been over, he's been a season and a half almost. Uh, but, 
I forgot what my point was. Did yeah, you get a point in mid-season? You usually be upset about this result. What? You got a point in mid, midway through like, the year last season, yeah, right? Yeah. So a little, yeah. Just over, just like a half a season. He's been there half a season. Yeah. A season and a half, sorry. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, get, get on United. Oh, One is last he on? chance here. Mata. Oh, too bad you didn't have any pace running in mine. It's fine. Class is permanent. That's one. Mata. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Speed just wasn't his strong suit. <laughs> yeah. He even had his, a chance to run. Even in his prime, it wasn't a strong suit. Three, two minutes through the three minutes we of stoppage. One last corner. One last attempt. Oh, it really must have been our work laptop. Just jank. Yeah, it literally just like threw the Wi-Fi off. Wild. Eh. Another reason not to work, right? <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, Phil Jones. Oh, that, someone got a picture of that. That was a good delay, though. That's all you need is Chelsea to go on the counter and light you up for one. Lindelof got ahead to it, but nobody was there to Thank snatch you. Lindelof it. has been United's Robin Hood. Uh, he is questionable. I think he's been that times. steady for you, but he also doesn't get like... But then again, like the whole back line is, yeah, I think out of the back line, him and... Veron partner up much better than him, McGuire and Veron. You have a player of the match. I mean, I guess Ronaldo, right? Um, just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, I'd say Ronaldo. It's final. It ends one one. Chelsea United. That's it, folks. Are we going to wrap it up? Yeah, that's all we got. Everyone that tuned in, if you're still with us, thanks for joining. Um, and we'll be back again next Tuesday for sure. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today on the Howlers podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our Twitch. Uh, Linktree has all of our socials and where we stream our episodes. So stay tuned for more content coming soon. Bye-bye now.